podcast about something where each week we dive deep into whatever it is we find interesting. I'm your host, Calvin, and joining me from the deserted island after a shipwreck, that was a tough one to come up with, it's Nick Richardson. <laughs> yeah, did you, don't forget to mention the name of my ship, the Titanic Lusitania. Yes. It's fucking terrible out here, dude. And you wouldn't be on a you wouldn't be on a deserted island if you were on the Titanic when it's it it wrecked. It's a cold island. Are You'd you be on like much? half a door because your girlfriend wouldn't let you cl- climb all the way on. And there was fucking room, man. There was room. So yeah, James Cameron's talking. We're not. This is not a podcast about Titanic. It's going to be about something else. But uh, since we're on it, James Cameron said that. Uh, the door would not have supported both of their weight. So basically, if they both got on it, it would have sunk enough so that they're both soaking wet, and then they both would have died of hypothermia. That's his explanation behind it. Just dropping some knowledge. Like but James that's, Cameron knows what he's talking about. I mean, yeah, he paid, he had a studio pay like $100 million so he could go scuba diving, but whatever. So he knows a thing or two about manipulation. I guess so. Anyway, we're not talking about the Titanic. Uh, We probably will talk about the Titanic, but we are actually talking unluckiest people throughout history, bad days that they've had. Maybe throwing a little actual lucky people in there. Just unluckiness is a good way to sum this up. It's going to be an unlucky episode, just, you know, from here on out. Yeah, knock on some wood, grab your horseshoes. Um, Don't listen to this on Friday the 13th. Luckily, that just passed, so we're good there. I think there's another Friday the 13th this month, actually. Check that out. Yeah, please do. No, it's a Monday the 13th. Okay. You're good. Oh my God, Everyone's that's good. even worse. Yeah, Monday the 13th is real bad. That's what they don't want you to know, is that that's the worst day. It's right. They, they want you to think it's Friday the 13th, so you kind of just, you know, lull into a sense of caution, and then, boom, everything hits you on Monday the 13th. I'm telling you, dude. I, I feel like it's that way for me every week. Everything just hits you on Monday. Oh I think my that's everyone. God. <laughs> and then we got a holiday right in the middle of this week. Like, who the fuck wants a random ass Wednesday off? I do. That's a lot, of Obama. Let me get that shit. Yeah, thank well, you, I mean, Obama. I mean, I'll take it, but like, I'd much rather have not a Wednesday. Oh, dude, I would love to have a Friday. Fridays but, are always you know, good. Fridays are nice. Mondays are good. That would be lucky, but Wednesday I is the worst because you got to work two days, then you get a day off, and then you got to work two more days. Like you don't, at least like if if it's a Thursday, and you got to work that Friday, nobody's doing shit that Friday anyways. You know, everybody's just taking it easy. It's like okay, this isn't a real work day. Same thing with Tuesday, nobody's doing anything on Monday. Half the people take it off anyways to get the extra long weekend. But Wednesday is just bad. You know, I I think I'm of a different opinion. I like Wednesdays. Because there's no one at the grocery store, and, you know, you can get shit done. It's a good day. I'm not using my day off to go to the grocery store. Sounds that's, like a terrible idea. That's when I don't... I mean, if listeners, if you have children, Calvin, I'm sure you can attest to this, you can't really leave an eight-month-old alone. Um, and if I'm leaving work... Wait, I'm, you can't? Yeah. Shit. I yeah, that all the time. Go figure. They can't feed or, you know, clean themselves, but... I because my work is close to daycare, so if I get off early on like a Friday or something, or I don't go to work, I just I'm not gonna take her to daycare because it's 30 minutes from our house basically. So I uh, yeah, Wednesdays are nice, so I can I'll make the trip to daycare and then go out and about get errands done and then chill. Yeah, that makes yeah. All right, I'll give you that. 
But that's not what we're here for. Not no. today. I, I realize uh, coming into this, I meant to do a Twitter poll today and forgot. Um, I've been really off my game lately. Everything's going crazy with the holidays, but uh, we'll be back on it. Now we're back into a regular recording schedule. I think we'll be okay. Moving. Yeah, forward. we're getting there. Except Sorry, for... Twitter followers, uh, that you didn't get to answer the question. Do you think you're lucky or unlucky? Explain why in the comments. Yes. Please let us know, though. I really want to know your unluckiness. Yeah, we would love to hear about it. We just didn't put up. Maybe we'll put a poll anyways and just not ask. We, we just won't give shout-outs because we've already recorded this. Anyway, let's move on. Let's actually talk about what we're here to. What is luck, Nick? Dude, luck is that uh, undefinable quality a lot of people do have, I think. Uh, it, I always like to think of it as the, the certain little something that influences life uh, in those situations where you need just that little little push. Um, so it's the force basically coming off kinda, of star wars month yeah. you know we're full of force it's not you know microscopic biological organisms in my blood but maybe it is it, you it, don't know i that's true. you don't know until qui-gon comes and tells you i don't know just some random old dude comes up to me in the future he's like you you know luck you know the concept of luck yeah totally well they're actually like mini chlorians and you know that'll spawn a new franchise but anyways um you know there's really no evidence of luck like no, I mean, no, there's no hard evidence. It'd be very yeah, hard to no, prove. No hard evidence. That it's, it's like not just circumstance. Yeah, it's it's like uh, I don't know, aliens and faith to a certain extent. I mean, there's no hard and fast evidence of aliens out there. Like, but a lot of people find circumstantial evidence that you know points to the fact that there is aliens in their mind. So it's something that uh, you know, I really do think it exists. But you you can't see it, you can't touch it, and it's not something you can capture in a bottle. I don't think people are like naturally lucky. Well, yeah, so I'm I'm kind of on the opposite. I I don't think like luck is a thing. Like I I think things happen, but I don't think it's because you're just lucky or unlucky or like you rolled the dice the right way. Like I don't think superstitions have, play any part on anything. Um, other than like the the one thing I'll say where superstitions may play a part in is like. Uh, actual athletes if they have superstitions and not even because like oh i put my right shoe on before my left shoe so now we'll win the game not that exactly but following superstitions and like uh just an organized way of going about your day leading up to the game will give you more confidence going into that game and something that would like throw you off if like you do say i gotta put my right shoe on before my left shoe every time then one day for whatever reason your right shoe's broken and you got to wait for a new right shoe. So you put your left shoe on first and you're just thinking about that the whole time. That's going to hurt your confidence. You're going to play worse. Yeah. Um, so I think it plays like a little a bit into that, but it's, yeah, it's more of a placebo. It's not an actual, like putting your shoes on in the wrong order didn't actually affect how you played. It affected how you thought. And then your thoughts affected how you played. Um, I know there's probably millions of examples out there that say that luck is real or that it could be real or that it's this real thing. Like you were saying, there's no actual tangible thing that you could predict or plan for, you know, that you could say, this person's a lucky person, uh, they're going to go to Vegas, and they're going to win $1,000 just because they're going. Like, yeah, I, I don't think no, you could do that. Like, I think my wife is lucky, which, I, if, if I take a step back and look at it, my wife is lucky as shit because she married me. Not really. There you but, go. <laughs> no, my wife is insanely lucky, and... It, it amazes me all the time, but it's not something that's consistent. 
but I think it's, uh, I look at Bill Gates as like a lucky person because with that little push from luck, if you want to call it, you know, quote unquote, um, with a combination of his smarts, ingenuity, just absolute bloodthirstiness. Well, yeah, that's and all stuff he worked for, though. Exactly. But I think there's a certain something in, but like the time he was born, like he, if he was born 10 years right, it's before. A, it's a right place, right time sort of thing, where if, if he wasn't there right when he needed to be, it wouldn't have happened. Well, and if, it wasn't, if it wasn't that guy, like that right. is so fascinating that, um, you know, one person had all these qualities that basically made him the richest person on earth. I think he's like the first or the second richest person on earth, or at least in America. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I don't pay attention to that stuff. Uh, he is, he's very high on the list, though. Um, and I'll give a little bit of credence to the thought that like you can make your own luck. I like that idea of basically saying that you know you put yourself kind of in the same way Bill Gates are saying like he worked his ass off, was very smart did everything the right way to get where he is and basically you put yourself in these positions to succeed in a way that like maybe looking from the outside it looks like it's just due to chance but really you worked and thought and studied to get there but people don't see that i I like to think of it there was this one time when i lived in new york um there had been like a very slight ice storm the night before and all the roads were super icy and i'm i'm always a very defensive driver and i had to go out i had to get to the post office to mail a check that day. I don't remember why, but like I had to get there and mail that check that day to pay for something. Doesn't matter what. Um, so I drive out. The first turn, I take off my road where I'm going really slow because it's a, like a residential road. I make a very easy, slow turn and skid right off the road into a snowbank, like just do a complete 180 into the snowbank. And I'm like, oh, okay. These roads are very, very icy. Um, so I realized that I knew how to drive on icy roads. I played a ton of need for speed. So I'm like always when I'm driving, <laughs> and I'm not saying like you can play video games and be a good driver, but I know what you're saying, man. there's, there's part of like playing racing video games a lot. You kind of learn to look further ahead because especially like the need for speed games at the time were the need for speed underground games. And there's tons of traffic in those games. So you've constantly got to be looking ahead on the road in those games to make sure that if you're swerving around an opponent, you're not going to hit the oncoming traffic. So when I actually drive, I'm kind of doing the same thing where I'm constantly looking ahead, looking to the side roads, making sure nobody's going to cut through. So I come to this T in the road where uh, going the way I'm going doesn't have a stop. The way going opposite doesn't have a stop, but the intersecting road has to stop. And I see a car coming down that road going way too fast for the conditions. And I just look and I'm like, they are not going to stop. And there's a guy coming the other way. So this guy blows through the stop sign because there was no way he could have stopped with how icy the roads were. And I swerved to the left around him and was very close to hitting the car coming the other way. But because I knew that was there, I knew I had like very split second to go to the left around the guy coming from the intersecting way and then back to the right to avoid the guy coming at me. And then off into a snowbank, all slowly enough that I wasn't injured or anything like that. My car wasn't any damaged. Nobody was damaged. Everybody got through completely unscathed. And I'm like, I, a lot of people, if you were a different car on the road and saw that go down, you'd be like, damn, those guys are extremely lucky. But from my point of view, I was driving defensively. I knew the roads were icy. I was looking at all the other cars. And through my video game playing, I had kind of prepared myself to work through this kind of situation 
where I have to take in all these other factors and get around it. And yes, at the same time, I'm probably very lucky. I like, but I also there's a little luck involved there. No, I I that was all my driving skill. <laughs> and Need for Speed. So yeah, and Need for Speed. This. Thank you, Need for Speed. Did you go home and play Need for Speed after this? Probably. Because I would have been not. I would have been inconsolable till I played Need for Speed to test my skills. I I gotta come in first. Oh, I always came in. Need for Speed has always been like a very easy game for me. I don't know why. But yes, I, I probably did. Like I went, finished at the post office, got home, probably sat down and played Need for Speed for the rest of the day because it was there was nothing to do that day because there was ice on all the roads, so nobody was doing it. That would be so awesome. We don't get ice storms quite like that. But anyway, so in in a way, I feel like I made my own luck in that situation. Like I knew the situation and went into it able to avoid a huge accident that should have happened. Yeah, it sounds like it. So I'll say that exists, but I don't know that just like if I was driving down that road and wasn't paying attention to any of those things, like I w- I'm not just a lucky person where all three of those cars would have gotten out unscathed. Yeah, you're not gonna just going to drive completely straight, not put your foot on the brake at all, and then everybody misses you and you just, you know, right, whistling just away. Okay, like, I'm lucky. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Nothing's going to hit me because I'm special. Yeah. So that that's probably my uh, quote unquote luckiest thing that I've ever been through. Yeah, I I am not very lucky. <laughs> I'm fucking downright unlucky, dude. It's the worst, the worst. Uh, Entertainment Seven Twenty episode coming up. Coming soon. Yeah. Shout wait. out John Ralphio. Yeah, they're take. I think that are they going to take Parks off Netflix? I don't know. I know they took Friends off like today. Yeah, today was last. Uh, and the office is going. The office isn't going until next year, so it would probably be around that same time. Well, I know the parks is off of Hulu now, or Amazon Prime. No, I don't so, know. Yeah. I have it all on a hard drive that I watch it from. So anyway, I'm unlucky as fuck. Uh, I a uh, perfect example happened to me last week, or basically the past couple days. So I got a nail in my well. My wife picked up a nail in the SUV. And it's somewhere I'm busy as shit at work because we have this super incompetent, dumb, idiot dude working for us that's just putting Love a lot of guys. pressure on me. I fucking hate it. We got it. like 30 of them in my, in my job. Dude, I want to drop kick him so bad. But, and he's emotionless, so it's like talking to a fucking, you know, yeah, big bar of, of tofu. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had this guy this guy at work is like you know he reminds me of a toilet bowl that's just waiting to get shit in and i'm like you know <laughs> that, that's a perfect analogy yeah, perfect analogy shag but anyway um so i i basically work through lunch and run up to the the tire repair shop drop the tire you know get it all fixed was a few minutes late back to work so i get chewed out and uh that same day i just i discovered this dude has been acting like a total dick and missing stuff so i had to stay for a 14 hour shift which fucking sucks um and then i have i have a solid day and then the next day i'm driving home and pick up a like a bolt the it was like two and a half three inches long in another tire um at least it wasn't the brand new tire wasn't the brand new tire but it was fucked so you know i I work through lunch again. I drop that off, and they basically say, you know, it's fucked. You need another tire. I'm also looking at a house right now, <laughs> so it's like, oh god, you know, you you kind of count every dollar yeah. whenever you're looking oh, at yeah. houses. 
and uh all while this is all going on um i had to you know it happened on like the busiest road in my town where everyone's going 40 45 and i'm pulled over on the ground changing my tire my spare was flat so i had to hump that thing <laughs> damn near a quarter mile up road luckily i was close to a gas station i aired up and uh you know ended up getting everything good to go and got the tire fixed and we ended up having to fire this dude and my other other co-worker who would be able to help me is out of town so uh, basically i had to pull another couple super duper long shifts and that's just that's in the span of like five days that's yeah that's unlucky. a shitty week that's that's, that's my unluck dude and in between if we if you guys aren't knowing this this is new year's and today's yes, new, year's day, on new year's day so yeah so basically a week ago so that was when, between your christmas and new year's that was your life yep that was my nice. life i'd like to think that's unlucky or i just like to think it's circumstantial it's it's I would say it's circumstantial, but it's pretty damn unlucky. Now, not to uh, you know minimize your pain there for this last week, because that is a shitty week. Let's go into some really unlucky people from history. Because these people would probably just love a nail in their tire, as opposed to the, what they went through. I'm saying, I'm saying, yeah. yeah um, like 14-hour shift, that's nothing. Yeah, bring, no. bring on that. Try being um, on fire. <laughs> so we each we each found two unlucky people through history. Uh, I found mine from an article titled "The Seven Most Bizarrely Unlucky People Who Ever Lived" from Crack.com by Alex Cipriano in June of 2009. If anyone cares to look at it, uh, where did you find your unlucky people? Did you source them? I found um, one of which I initially heard from Dan Carlin's Hardcore History episode, specifically. He has a uh, series called oh, fuck I forget something I forget what it's called, um, but it, it's relatively recent. Supernova in the East. That's it. Sorry, I had a total blank. But it's it's on Japan, and you know he talks extensively about the bombings in Japan and that and another one, um, and then uh, yeah, the other one I had heard about I think on like Joe Rogan. So I kind of investigated him further. Gotcha. Nice. You want to go first, or you want me to? I'll go first, man, because you I already kind of, already kind of dropped um, a little bit, of, a little tidbit about this gentleman, and this gentleman's name is Tsutomo Yamaguchi, which fantastic name. Yeah, Love I'm glad it. you picked him, so I didn't have to try and pronounce his name. He he has a fantastic name. Um, but it's what a great name. I can't pronounce it. Uh, his first name is Impostor. It's T S U T O M U. Satsumi. Satsumi. Maybe. Satsumo. Yeah, I don't know. Satsumo Yamaguchi. I'm going with that. That sounds way better. But anyway, um, this cat worked in. He he was basically on a work trip in Nagasaki in the summer of 1945. Not a good um, time to be there. Well, yeah, he he originally worked there, and uh, he was in Hiroshima for a three-month business trip, and on August 6th, he was getting ready to leave the city and uh, forgot – he it's like a little passport, basically, I think, to get through the city, and um, he, he's walking towards the docks to, to get back to you know his little passport deal so he can get on the train and get home, 
and the old famous bomber, the Enola Gay, dropped a little boy atomic bomb near the center of the city, about uh, three kilometers away, is what it what I found. History and, buffs uh, would have already known that just by paying attention to the dates. Shout out yes, history buffs and the Enola Gay and stuff like that. Yeah, but um, this dude was caught up in in the explosion. He was pretty horrendously injured. He ruptured his eardrums. It blinded him tempor- temporarily and left him with serious burns over the left side of his body. And uh, he got off easily. Uh, I mean, he wasn't vaporized, but he was lucky yeah. in the sense that he got Relatively to a shelter. Easy. Yeah. I mean, he was horrifically injured, temporarily blinded. He had to have been more scared then than any time in his life after that. Except for a couple of days later, when uh, he's uh, happens to be in Nagasaki, um, when the second bomb yeah, something is dropped. Yeah, something happened there too. I think. Yeah, yeah, the second bomb is dropped, and luckily he he was he wasn't you know close. It was dropped on August 9th, and he was just out of the blast radius, but he still had to experience that. So I mean, imagine living through fucking hell on Earth. Oh, you're there on business. Like, I'm supposed to be... I'm not even supposed to work today. You get blown up with an atomic bomb. You're trying to get rest, and you're, you know, you're trying to find your family and make sure everyone's okay. And then another one drops. Like, oh, yeah, there's no way that could happen again. It's world-ending, and then, boom, another one shits all over you. And, uh, yeah, that is uh, one of the most unlucky individuals I could possibly think of in the sense that... He, anything, you know, he, he lived, which I guess in a sense is lucky. Well, yeah, so that's what I was going to say is I saw in a different article of the the luckiest people throughout history. He was listed there because uh, the exact flip side of that, he survived both of those bombings. So that's lucky, but it's also unlucky because everyone you know is probably also gone. Like uh, your whole livelihood is gone. You have to see the horrificness of this twice i yeah i don't think yeah surviving it's great but i don't think living through two atomic bombs within a week is a a positive thing oh no and then getting burned up uh, and you got to look at it from i try to put myself in his shoes where at this point in time japan is feeling resilient they're not willing to give up they're a very proud nation um you know, they believe they have a spot at the front of the at the front of the world. Like they're very important and very powerful. Um, so there's the cultural aspect of it. Bunch of people he knows are dead. He, you know, incredible infrastructure damage. You got to feel unsafe all the time. Well, now you're wandering around thinking everywhere you go, an atomic bomb's gonna land on. Yeah, I mean, you're scared for the rest of your life. You don't trust people for the rest of you. You well, know, you probably you're traumatized. Fuck, like, oh the, yeah, can't imagine PTSD. the PTSD you'd have oh, after that. Yeah, and it's bad enough surviving one, but now you survive two and have to deal with the fallout from two of those bombings. Oh yeah, you probably shoot your pants every time there's a large, ba- large bang. It's yeah. just that's or what a I look strike. at. Lightning strike. Yeah. Or a yeah, that's strike. because of the flashes. Because atomic yeah. bombs flash. That's what I'm saying. That's what, or you know, Fourth of July. I, well, they don't really have Fourth of July, but um, no, no, that, you know that I mean. is not a Japanese holiday. They have stuff that's like Fourth of July. Is kind of what I was saying. They have the fireworks and the the uh, just really loud flashes, like crazy. I don't know 
what their holiday is, but you see it all the time. I think you're thinking of Chinese New Year, which is not Japanese. No, Japanese people have a lot of fireworks. They get down. I think they wouldn't because of these bombings. Like, I would want to stay away from loud, bangy, flashy thingies if I were Japan. No, you gotta move on. I'm not Japan. I'm not Japan. Do you speak for Japan? Do you know her? No. No, I don't. Uh, So I'm gonna not one-up you. But uh, I will be right there next to you. Where this could, depending on how you frame it, you could look at it as unlucky or lucky. I choose to look at it as unlucky because this is fucking crazy. Uh, This is a woman named Violet Jessup. She... She almost went down on a sinking, or sh- she was on three separate sinking ships. So the first time is the uh, Olympic in 1911, where she served as a stewardess. Uh, the Olympic collided with a British warship. Uh, nobody was actually hurt in that one, so that that was good. She got off, she survived, and then, you know, a year later, she decides, I'm ready to be hurt again. Gets on the <laughs> Titanic, 1912. You ever heard of the Titanic, anyone? I've never we talked about it in the open. Uh, Stuart us again on this one, and the Titanic obviously crashed into an iceberg, as we all seen in the historical documentary Titanic by James Cameron. <laughs> uh, the in- the interesting thing about this one is that the captain on the Titanic was the same person as it was on the Olympic, Edward J. Smith. So maybe at this point he's just an idiot, or he's the unlucky one, because you know he's got a lot more to do with not hitting things than a stewardess does, right? I suppose so. Uh, But she survived the Titanic on a lifeboat, um, got away, mostly unscathed. Then four years later, she decides, I'm ready for a cruise again. I'm going to be a nurse this time, though. 1916 (laughs) on the Britannic. uh, Serves as a nurse. This boat floated into a mine. And uh, her lifeboat, this time, did not get far away. She got on a lifeboat again, but this time it didn't get far enough away from the ship. And it got, you know how in in the movie Titanic, when it goes up and everything gets, like, sucked into the water with it? That basically happened to her lifeboat. So she was forced to jump out of her lifeboat into the freezing water. She hit her head on the side of her lifeboat and then still (laughs) somehow made it safely to dry land. Um she lived until 1971 when she died of heart failure. I'm pretty sure she probably didn't get on any more cruise ships. I don't and know, th- man. that's that's my thing with this unluckiness is like at some point you're just like I'm not fucking going on the water again. I don't care. I got yeah, cursed no by a, a witch or something. Well, it's you know I'd like to res- I'd like to lower my you know, my causes of death, please. Like I yeah. don't want to go on water anymore. No. And thanks. again, you could you could frame this as well. She's really lucky. She survived three shipwrecks, right? And she wasn't doing anything to cause any of these shipwrecks. She's a stewardess and a nurse. Um, and it's just in these wrong place, wrong time things. You know, three times in a row. And see that's what makes me kind of rethink my whole there is no such thing as luck you know like she was clearly just bad yeah she got pooped on she yeah you know walked under some ladders broke a bunch of mirrors and at the same time you know it, it seems like this period of time the 1910s like shipwrecks were probably like an everyday thing going on at this time because there were ships going everywhere they weren't very stable um i almost feel like there was a better chance of you getting in a shipwreck than actually reaching your destination safely during the 1910s. Yeah. I mean, it just, it just seems like that was a a boon for shipwrecks. So just by getting on boats, you're, you're taking your life into your hands. Lisa wasn't playing yet. 
Stop getting on boats, Violet Jessup. Poor Tang. Yeah, so that was rough. Uh, yeah, if I was in one shipwreck, I would never get on another fucking cruise ship. Like, oh, I'd just be like, no, that's it. I'm Especially if fine. I have to be, you know, cold at the same time. Right. No thank you. Which all of these were, like, supremely cold when they wrecked. Uh, remember that one? It wasn't necessarily a wreck, but, like, they just lost power. This was, like, four years ago, I want to say. Out in the Gulf of Mexico, and they lost power, and they couldn't get anywhere, and, and people were stuck on there for, like, 15 extra days. Oh, yeah. Like... There was rats. I would, and all I would kinds never, of yeah, I would never go on a cruise again. I would just oh, be like, no, no, I'm fine. <laughs> you hell can give no. me all the, you can give me all the credits you want to go on future cruises, Carnival or Royal Cruise, whoever it was. I'm not fucking getting on your boat ever again, or any yeah. boat. Like I'm done. Give me some money, and I will still not consider it. Yeah, for my troubles, you know what I mean. All right, who else you got? Let's get, I got... Let's get deeper into the the unlucky. See, I think you should have saved your Nagasaki guy for last because I think he's clearly the unluckiest. This guy is is super unlucky in this sense. Like his name, it's an old fella named Harry Ziegland. Ziegland. Shout out Harry, he- or Henry. Sorry, Henry. Henry. Um, this guy's kind of a dick. Let me just open with that. So this unluckiness is almost warranted. Um, so that gives that gives you a little thought of like, well, maybe it's karma. I mean, can you quantify karma? Karma's in the same category as luck, in my opinion. I mean, my name is Earl, did. Not, not a my name is Earl fan. All right. No, no, you got me. That is right, go that ahead. is a silence of defeat. But anyway, uh, in another the, historical documentary there. <laughs> the historical documentary "My Name Is Earl" um, available on CBS streaming platforms. <laughs> CBS All Access. Check it out now. Check it out. Um, but anyway, this cat back in 1893 was a rat fink and dumped his girlfriend in a pretty rude way. She proceeds to commit suicide. Um, yeah. So there's you got that hanging over you. I mean, that's I wouldn't say that's unlucky. It's like more so that that would really suck though to be the cause or like responsible for someone killing themselves. Even to, yeah, just to play a hand in it. Like I, I'm sure he's not the only cause, but it was definitely so was the straw tra- that broke the camel's back. So that's unlucky. He's got that working against him. Um, He's her brother proceeds to be very upset as any you know any brother would and wants to kill Henry so he shoots at him and you know he's unfortunately a bit of a bad shot and grazes Henry's cheek so now this cat has a scar on his face and said bullet lodges into a tree well good old Henry being the unlucky I've heard of this that he before. is yeah he he took some dynamite like a dumb bastard to to remove a tree instead of just hitting it with like a tractor saw. or axe saw, you know, fire. Those things like existed. Even. Yeah. Those things, a horse could probably pull it out or all kinds of good stuff, but dynamite, dynamite's the way to go. And he proceeds dynamite to blow is not the, tree. the way to go. Listeners. Dynamite well, is not the way to go. What a ever. time when you could just get dynamite. Be like, hey man, I need some, can I get a stick of dynamite? I gotta go blow up. You go to your tree. local Walmart. Hey, need some dynamite. Yeah, no what big do deal. Need, what do you need it for, bud? Oh, I gotta tree. blow up a tree. Oh, for oh, sure. Oh, let me man. help you. Yeah, here, take ten. Here's this cool. Th- you know, we hear some just straight nitroglycerin. Um, that that is just thinning the population, thinning the herd right there. But Henry blew up said tree with said bullet, and said bullet hit Henry in said head and blew his brain set out on the floor. Bam. Poor unlucky Henry. <laughs> 
That's a good one, though. That's that's just karma getting you. Somebody tries to shoot you, and you're like, nah, fuck that tree that he shot instead of, like, just leave it alone. Tree's not hurting you. Yeah, but he's like, you know what, fuck this tree. This yeah, dude shot this me this one time, and there's a bullet here. I wanna, That's I what you get for deforestation. Is anybody listening? <laughs> Don't remove trees. You might get your head blown <laughs> off. You, you will get shot by a bullet lodged in the tree if you try and uh, cut down a tree. Trees fight back. <laughs> it's like the fucking happening. Oh my god. That would have been a better movie. Dude, if Mark Wahlberg oh getting my shot god, at by if, trees. Oh my god. <laughs> they so need to do a commercial with him blowing up a tree, a bullet, blowing someone's head off, and him going well, trees it's a, uh, fight back. The happening. See it at theaters. The happening too. <laughs> the happening. It's a it's really a crossover between shooter and the happening. One one of the people Mark Wahlberg shot in the shooter the bullet went through into a tree, and now the happening too is fighting back with that bullet that lodged in that tree in the same way of, of your story. Which is blowing up Shia LaBeouf's head. So sh- so Optimus Prime has to go back to Mark Wahlberg. It's all connected. It's all connected. It's all fucking connected. Alright, I don't think I can beat that one on humor, and I don't think I can beat the first one on actual trauma cop. But I think I can beat it all everything that we've done on sheer amount of shitty things happening. This is a woman named Jean, Jeannie Rogers, and in her little, you know, couple paragraphs, the first line of the entry is she's basically a real life George Costanza. So that's got me hooked right away. <laughs> she's been struck by lightning twice. That's a one in nine million chance to be struck by lightning twice. Um, she fell overboard on a cruise ship. When she was 18 years old, and while running to get help, while her friend was running to get help, her friend slipped and got knocked unconscious, delaying her inevitable rescue. Uh, then she was attacked by a bat while randomly walking down the street years later with her son. Uh, while the bat is attacking her, like digging its claws into her scalp, she knocks on several doors because it's just like a residential area. She's knocking on doors, trying to get somebody to help, and... Basically, every door that she knocked on, rather than, like, trying to help, the people just fucking screamed. Cause they were I, like, would, I would too, man. There's a crazy lady with a bat attached to her head <laughs> knocking on my door. <laughs> and so these screams would make the bat angry and scratch and claw harder at her, at her scalp. Uh, <laughs> it's got me. It's scratching me. Moving on shit. from that, she's been mugged. She's been shot at. She's been strangled. And she fell into an open manhole. And to top it all off, sometime in her youth, she accidentally pantsed Mr. Rogers from TV Mr. Rogers at a swimming pool. Uh, this was linked in the article, the, the pantsing of Mr. Rogers, and I really wanted to see what fucking happened there. But the the story that it was originally linked to is unavailable now, because like I said, the, the write-up I looked to is from 2009. So whatever, whatever this story that she pantsed Mr. Rogers, that, that doesn't exist on the internet anymore. Because I really wanted to know what was going on there. No, they they had to censor it because everyone found out Mr. Rogers is fucking stacked. That's true. Yeah. He's yoked. Uh, so at one point, you know, I'm sure the media picked up on all of this. She's doing an interview and, and she is quoted saying, dying doesn't scare me, but living scares the crap out of me. Yeah, I mean, Which, when, when you're you at that her? point, you're when just all of these random ass and these are nothing, again, like, none of these things, maybe falling overboard on a cruise ship would be the closest thing you could say, okay, that's your damn fault. You leaned over the edge, you shouldn't be doing that. But, like, getting attacked by a bat? Can't do anything about that. 
getting shot at. Maybe you could have done something about that. Maybe you pissed off a guy with a gun. But honestly, I wonder if the mug shot at and strangled were all in the same occurrence or if there were three separate occurrences. I mean, who's she hanging out with? Like, at what that's point? true too. Like, you gotta you gotta watch the company you keep. Seriously, we're or gonna, put, we're gonna maybe, turn this on her. Ha! How how <laughs> hard did this woman who ran to get help when he fell overboard? How hard did she hit her head? Is she the one shooting at you now later in life? <laughs> this is all your fault. Nothing's been the same since I fell. I can't live anymore. I wouldn't have had to fall if I didn't have to help you. And I mean, and and falling into an open manhole cover, that's the last thing listed in this article. So I got to feel like that's the last thing that happened to her. You got to, if, if all this other shit has happened to you at this point, you've got to be more aware of your surroundings. Seriously. I mean, but it's a good send off though. I, at least only then was she covered in shit. It, it could have been much earlier in <laughs> yeah. her horribly uh, unlucky career. I'm sure, I'm sure she had some shit on her at some point that, that wasn't listed in this article. My God. Poor thing. Yeah. So now let's talk about uh, general historical events that were caused by bad or dumb luck. Dude. <laughs> Dude. I, I really had a hard time with this. It was it was it was tough to find good that were like tied directly to all right, bad someone's luck. bad luck. Other than like the list that were already about the people having bad luck. It was hard to find something that this one thing was all because somebody was unlucky on this day. What I did find is I found a bunch of different listicles about bad things happening on Friday the 13th. Yeah, 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 me too. Uh, so I, I got one of those, and then the other one is um, it's a little bit more meta, but I think it'll be interesting when I get to it. Uh, because Friday the 13th is generally thought of of like a bad luck conduit. Yeah, and everybody hates that. Day. The fear of Friday the 13th, as we discussed earlier, is called Frigga Triskaidectophobia. In case anyone was wondering. Say that three times fast. Now, triskaidectophobia is the fear of the number 13, but you add the Frigga to it, that gives you the Friday the 13th. Frigga! Now you guys learned something. Uh, I'm going to go first on this one. God damn it. You went first last time. So unlucky. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So the listicle I chose for the Friday the 13th, like I said, there were a fucking hundred of them, and I'm sure most of them had all the same items. Uh, but this one was titled 17 Terrible Things That Have Happened on Friday the 13th, written by Gabby Shaw. Uh, I apparently did not link the actual website. Oh, well. I think it was from Insider.com. Yes, Insider.com, I did. And this, I actually chose two entries from this list because they go together. Uh, these entries are from October 13th, 1972. The first thing is Uruguayan Flight 571 crashes in the Andes Mountains on its way to Chile. Uh, Rescue efforts for this were called off after just 10 days because they're like, there's no fucking way anyone survived up there. The mountains are impassable right now. There's no way we can get up there. So later in life, we find out the survivors hiding out in the fuselage of the plane um, had to resort to eating the dead passengers because there were some survivors. Uh, And this is all alleged. We we don't know any of this for a fact, but from what the article says, that's what was going on because they're stuck in the mountains. There's no game. None of them have weapons or anything like that, and so it says, you know, they're hiding out in the plane wreckage, and they have to resort to eating dead passengers. And then 72 days after the crash, two men appeared and alerted authorities that there were 16 other survivors still stuck in the mountains. Uh, so that's that's part one of what happened on October 13, 1972. And then the second part is the exact same day, another plane crashes in Russia. This is Airloft Flight 217, 
And this is the worst crash in Russian history. The plane crashed while trying to land in bad weather, and all 174 passengers and crew members died in the crash. So nobody eating anyone there. But um, that's that was the worst crash in Russian history. And the other one is a pretty famous like plane crash of because of the people supposedly eating each other and how long it took to get to the survivors. Like I've heard of this uh, like plane crashing in the Andes type thing before. Uh, I, I didn't know all the details on it, but like the, the Seinfeld references at one point, I've just heard other things throughout my life of like references to, oh, our plane's going down in Chile, watch out kind of thing. Uh, so that was kind of interesting that I thought of these, uh, this one day caused these two events simultaneously. I've never heard of those before. Yeah, well, now you have. Dang. Learned you something. I'm not fucking going there, I'll tell you that. Not on Friday the 13th. Mm-mm. Especially in 1972. 1972. Alright, what do you got? Dude, I got a good one. and I hope so. I learned this once again from the infallible Joe Rogan. <laughs> and it's it's this poor young lady who, in the you know, amongst the fight of equal rights between men and women and opportunity... She was awarded the distinguished position of guarding the front door of the White House. And unfortunately, on September 19th of 2014, a Mr. Omar J. Gonzalez, an Iraq War veteran, hopped the fence. <laughs> and unfortunately for this young lady, which I couldn't find her name, is probably for the, for the best. Was, yeah, it may uh, still be in like court cases and things like that. Oh, I'm sure. But her unlucky... You know, unlucky day started with Mr. Omar breaking into the White House and proceeding to overpower the shit out of her. What the fuck? (laughs) Giving assholes all over the world the ability to say, see, a woman can't do this. Oh, man. We told you. I I felt so bad when I heard about that. And I investigated it a little little further because I was I was just like, you know, there's no there's no way. And it was true. It was it was really really true. She was there by herself. Um, well, see that that's the problem. It's not that it's her. Like there shouldn't be one guard guarding the fucking White House. No, I totally fucking agree. But how unlucky is that? That you know they're just like yeah hey, yeah okay. Well yeah exactly. How often do people try and break into the White House that it just happens on this day that like there's no way the guy breaking in could have known oh the lady's gonna be guarding today. Yeah, let me go in there because there's a chick. And he just happened to get the drop on her. And, you know, you'd think you'd be pretty alert. So I'm not going to put this on her as being unalert or anything. But, fuck, you know. You know, women, she probably had her period or something. Can't pay attention. It's too emotional. That's all sarcasm. Sorry if anyone took that seriously. Completely joking. Dude, I took you seriously. You need to check yourself, bro. Look yourself in the mirror. All right. Yeah. So this poor. Clearly a misogynist. It's been proven time and time again on this podcast. Yeah. A podcast about misogyny. That would not be a fun episode. No, that would be a terrible podcast. Um, we could we could uh, post it on Inc- on the Incel subreddit though, and probably get a lot of listens. We should just do that as like, like a psych yes. and spend the whole episode. Yes, we've like, been getting somebody finally gets us. We get yeah. it. We, and then it's us being like, women are tight. We love women. They're women great. are the best. They yeah. can do anything that men can do. They're they're better at everything than men really. Except guarding the White House when they're by themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So that 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 really just kind of shit all over the sense of security for the president of the United States, the leader thanks of the a lot, free Obama. world. Thanks a lot, Obama. Yeah. Thanks, Obama. Just trying to be a good man, 
and now you have to feel unsafe. Yeah, we couldn't get this lady to guard the White House two years later? Three years later? Yeah. Come on now. Whoa. Whoa, bro. But yeah, you know this lady is probably never going to have the hardest time getting hired for anything the rest of her life in her chosen field, or at least what she wants to oh, you're for. Oh, you're the one that yeah. let somebody into the White House. Oh, yeah, word? I'm sorry. We're, we're actually not hiring? Yeah. Word? You want to be a, a Macy's security guard? Ah, oh, sorry, honey, sorry. I know you got a master's in criminology, but... Yeah, we just don't have a spot. If if you can't protect the White House, one of the most heavily guarded places, how are you going to protect this fucking $300 watch? They don't even say that. They'd be like, oh, I mean, you'll be in the proximity of the president of the building. <laughs> yeah, and, and then, you know, she'd probably have a psychotic breakdown and just start murdering everybody. Wow, that got dark fast. <laughs> well, let's make it even darker. My Hit next me. thing, like I said, is a little more meta because it's not a single event. Uh, but is there's it meta a world piece. It is not meta world piece. There's a study from 2015 and then followed up two years later that showed that most cancers are caused by quote unquote bad luck. And there were several sources on this uh, when I googled, you know, events from bad luck. This came up a lot. Uh, the specific one that I'm going to be citing is from. A Scientific American article by Sharon Bagley. I think it was written uh, in 2017, 2018, somewhere in there. Uh, but anyway, so this first study from 2015 showed that, quote-unquote, bad luck may be the cause of most cancers, and environmental and hereditary factors may not play as big of a part as previously thought. The actual study Damn. was done by Christian Tomasetti, Lou Lee, and Bert Vogelstein, in case anyone cares. Uh, basically, it showed that preventive efforts such as uh, cutting down on smoking and environmental cleanups may be pointless. This is the 2015 one kind of hinted at this. Uh, and, and that's as far as cancer is concerned. Like smoking can still cause a bunch of different issues and the environment still needs to be protected, obviously. Uh, but as far as cancer can be concerned, uh, those things may not help as much as previously thought. And then. A lot of people freaked out about this because they're like, right. you're basically telling people that they can smoke and they'll be fine. Or like, we don't need to protect the environment or like, you know, dumping toxic waste isn't that big of a deal because it doesn't really cause that much cancer. Uh, so they, they do a follow up in 2017, uh, a little more thorough this time. They use records from 69 countries. Um, again, they showed that 66 <laughs> nice. <laughs> 66% of cancer causing genetic mutations are caused by bad luck. And. This isn't necessarily like literal superstitious bad luck, but uh, what they mean is that there wasn't like a single smoking gun contributing factor. Like they didn't take a bath in the toxic waste of a fucking factory. Um, the person just happened to get cancer and it was mostly out of their control. Yeah, they're unfortunately unlucky. Right. Uh, so in their first paper, they, it kind of looked like they were saying prevention is useless. Uh, but the second time around, they did a better job of explaining that like, those other cancers still are prevalent and the things like stopping smoking and cleaning up the environment, those can help not get those other types of cancers, but these types of cancers, smoking isn't going to affect. But if you're smoking, you have already this 1% chance, this, you know, you have the 60 per 66% of unlucky cancers that you can get just from living. And now you're also adding on lung cancer, emphysema, all that with your smoking, uh, you know, that, they stated that their desired impact was for people who lived healthy, healthy lifestyles and didn't 
do anything. Like basically they're telling them you didn't do anything to cause this. If everybody did everything they could to live healthily and they still got cancer, it was like, well, nothing you did would have ever prevented this. And that's what they were trying to show is just like you drew the shitty card this time. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so overall, they found about two thirds of the difference in cancer rates from one kind of tissue to another is due to differences in the rates of cell division in those tissues. So basically, the way the cells regenerate, uh, two thirds of the time, they're likely to have an abnormal mutation that can lead to cancer. Blah blah blah. I don't know. Go read the article. It's it's a little sciency for me to like to really put into words in layman's terms. Um, but basically, they, they, in both cases, they, they found the same conclusion. Uh, you know, all, 17 different cancer types could be caused by just living. Um, and after some roundabout calculations, the researchers conclude that DNA copying mistakes are responsible for 66% of mutations. That's just where your cells are generating in their normal way. And boom, there's a mutation. Now you have cancer. 29% uh, are due to environmental factors and 5% are due to hereditary or heredity. So basically they're saying if you got cancer, there's a better chance that you got it from something unpreventable than something preventable. That and that, yeah. So That's there so we go. Bring us, bring us back a little bit. What do you got for more bad luck? <laughs> I don't know if I can bring us back, but we'll move through it quick. Uh, we're familiar we'll, with we'll end guy. on the bright side here so that yeah, should help yeah we're familiar with him um good old edward j smith how unlucky can one be or incompetent i i haven't decided but how, you know a lot of people would have to be hey i talked about him earlier to put exactly he was the uh the captain of the titanic Ship and the olympic um that fucking guy that fucking ruined guy. violet jessup's good name well, now he, she's unlucky because of him a shit ton of people are dead. Um, that too. Yeah, somehow he didn't die the first time around. So he made it off the ship and got another job. So I, that that's the hard part I had where I kind of attributed, attributed it more to luck than just being incompetent. Because a lot of people would have to be incompetent to continue to rehire him, especially for such high-profile, you know, ships. Because mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the type that even in their day were a super big deal, and yeah, that that that's it. That's the second one. Edward J. Smith, yeah, poor guy. He uh, he wrecked two ships. Yeah, fucker, and a lot of people died. Yeah, and I mean, you could you could say his unluckiness led to the sinking of the Titanic because you know one one is an accident. The second one though, you you just got shit luck at that point. Yeah. So. Let's brighten it up now. Let's talk some lucky people. Let's talk. Uh, we, we each found two lucky people and, you know, what caused them to be considered lucky. Uh, the, the people I found are from brightside.com, article called 10 of the Luckiest People in Human History. Uh, but you're going first this time, so tell us who you got. Mine's sort of like a bittersweet lucky story, but I still think it's luck nonetheless. Um, it, uh, it's a lady named Julian Kepke. Uh, she's Peruvian, and ah. growing up, her father was a, a biologist, so she spent a lot of time in the in the rainforest. Um, she she underwent a lot of training, uh, a lot of survival techniques, and that that kind of comes in later. So she had um, you know, a bit of circumstance happen. 
and she had to book a flight on Christmas Eve through a bad airline, a good old Lanza airline. And her plane crashed plane, in the Andes, and she had to eat some dead passengers to survive for seventy-two days. I get exactly. It. No, <laughs> well, what actually happened, and this is, I think, even worse to a certain extent, is uh, so the plane breaks up two miles in the air. She's still strapped in her seat and falls to the earth. Somehow survives, finds sweets to survive on for ten days. Gross, dude. Ten. I days. like. I've got a sweet tooth. I like sweets. I could not eat only sweets for ten not days. Not for ten days, especially when I'm getting eaten alive by bugs. So you know, it makes it even fucking worse. Um, she somehow in her fall only got a, uh, a broken collarbone, a gash to the arm and her eyes swollen shut. And she started, you know, she's basically dealing with a lot of insects. So she was infected with maggots and oh. found some gasoline to pour on herself. This little girl was so sweet. She found a boat and didn't want to use it because it was considered theft in her mind, which is honestly dumb in my, I would have yeah, taken yeah, the fuck out of that boat. And was you, eventually can, found. you can make up for it later. Yeah, and she was eventually found after after ten days by some local fishermen and and rescued. Um, probably the guy from, whose boat that was. Probably he's probably like, he's yeah, probably like, hey, really uh, you could just take on that boat. Yeah, I don't use yeah. it. <laughs> you know, I I don't know how to say this, but you could have had that boat like seven eight days ago. But her mother actually died in the flight, so as well. So you'd think that this lady is really unlucky. But I look at it as such an amazing string of circumstances that this person, who was trained with survival techniques, her mother was as well. I bet um, she was playing a lot of Need for Speed, too. Oh, fuck yeah. And a, probably a lot of GTA Five where they jump yeah. out of airplanes. <laughs> That's it. But surviving two miles in the air, a fall like that, strapped to basically a weight, that's fucking insane. That is so lucky she survived. And so lucky she landed in Peru and didn't get like malaria and just die puking her guts up three days later after getting in a plane crash. Yeah, that that's another one that you could you know look at it either way. Like a lot of people would say, yeah, she's fucking unlucky to have all of those things happen, but the the survival kind of supersedes the circumstances that would have been unlucky. Well, the survival and the circumstances of the survival is just like, oh my yeah. god, everything worked out so perfectly. Which, I mean, in the context of the situation, it's a shitty situation, but in the context of it, everything worked out very, you know, very, very luckily for her. And she was able to survive and walk away and, you know, honestly became a little famous from that. Started making some bank, led to, you know, being well-known and an historical figure. All That's right. kind of tight. That's lucky. So my first person is just straight lucky. No, no unluck about it. Her name is Joan Ginther. She won the lottery four times. What a butthole. <laughs> the first time she won it was for $5.4 million. God damn. Uh, I didn't see like what year that was. It, it didn't list it. Um, and 10 years later, she wins another lottery, lottery for $2 million. And then three more years after that, she wins a third time for $3 million. And then in 2008, she finally hits her jackpot for $10 million. Ugh. Five million dollars would have been cool so for me. So over what, da, 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 fifteen years or so, she she won twenty million dollars. I mean, but it's really like twelve million after taxes and everything. Probably less than that. I wonder if she still worked. Uh, she was still buying lottery tickets, apparently. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep on playing this lot. Yeah. yeah, that's lucky. It worked. Luck. 
Well, what happened is she won the 5.4, and then she spent all of that on more lottery tickets for the next 10 years. Won 2 million, so she got to keep going. Then Shen, three years later, she hit the 3 million, and then she kept playing that 3 million until she hit the 10. And then that's when she decided she was she was done playing lottery. She had to get out of the game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's just that's straight luck. There's, I mean, the lottery, there's no luckier thing than winning the lottery, I don't think. Yeah, there's a lot of stakes there's, there. There's zero skill in it. There's zero, you know, ability to predict what's going to happen when and how. And to do it four times is just crazy. Especially with that amount of money. I've won the lottery four times in a row. Well, yeah, I mean, bucks. yeah, I've hit $2 four times in a row, right? Yeah. A dollar? Fuck that. Yeah, yeah, that that's lucky. That, that is no misconstruing it about it. That's pure luck. All right, what's your uh, last lucky person? Last lucky person. I got good old Harrison Ford of the Star Wars franchise. I've heard of him. Yeah. I think it is not Star Wars month anymore, people, if you were confused. No, but still. This cat is the luckiest human being on the face of the earth. I mean, he's fucking Han Solo and Indiana Jones. That's all you need. Dude, and, I mean, he was in a and from, you know, Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. He was a president, and, I think, at one point. Yeah. And, and he was on Air Force One, so... Anyway, well, yeah, I think that's when he was the president, right? He was the president in Air Force One, right? Or was he no, I think he like was a like bodyguard. bodyguard? Okay. I never but saw I, that. I think just the circumstances which he was able to become such an iconic star were great. Uh, he, it wasn't really working out in Hollywood for him, so he he became a self-taught carpenter, which is lucky as fuck. Dude, I've tried so hard to become a decent carpenter. I suck. I fucking suck. Cutting Cutting wood is difficult building shit is difficult yeah. <laughs> but anyway he luckily met the right person who got him in front of another right person he starred in the right first movie and luckily got a you know a gig in a small little film called star wars which became the biggest franchise on the never heard of it. yeah i heard it's for nerds yeah people that live at home with like their star moms wars. who are carpenters but that is just so fucking lucky. And I mean, George Lucas is coming up at the time. It's an unknown commodity. It's in the 70s. We don't know what the fuck is going on. And this guy luckily knows the right person is at the right place at the right time. And I don't know his worth, but it's got to be insane. It's got to be insane. And like you said, being known as Indiana Jones, the greatest adventure in my opinion the greatest like adventure action movies of the day i mean they're still top 10 for me now yeah they're they're good movies they're they're awesome and then harrison ford or harrison ford han solo 230 million roughly as of 2019 is harrison ford's net but he has like a lot of assets i want to say which would be accounted for in his net worth but i mean he gets to do Oh, God, that dude lives. He flies planes. He just, you know, eats whatever the hell he wants, goes wherever the hell he wants. That's lucky in my opinion. That's a good gig. Yeah, that's and, a good gig. And he can still build shit if he wants. And he's a, he's a grumpy asshole. So this whole thing has gone down as a grumpy asshole, and the world's I know I'm a grumpy him. asshole. I don't have any million dollars. I only have, you know, not even close to a million dollars. So my last lucky person is Frain Thilak. Uh He's cheated death several times. How's that? 
Uh, well, the first time he survived a train, I guess it was like a train wreck when his train fell into a lake. Uh, then he survived a car crash. Then he fell out of a lane, a plane, but landed in a stack of hay like he's in fucking Assassin's Creed. Like he's in a cartoon. Yeah. Uh, 19 passengers died in that plane crash. Uh, then he survived a few more car crashes, which at some point, like, s- stop driving cars, dude. Like, take his you license away, somebody. Get a horse. <laughs> uh, and I don't know how, uh, like, detrimental any of these car crashes were. It didn't list it. It's just he was in several. Which, I mean, the more times you get in a car crash, the more likely you are to die in a car crash. Yeah, that shit's dangerous. And then to top it all off, he won about a million dollars in a lottery. I would go through all that bullshit to win a million dollars. I guess. I mean, if yeah, if you come out fine and not too injured. Yeah, well, I mean, when, what year did you say this was? Uh, I didn't. I don't know. Well, I'm guessing in a plane crash, all these wrecks. Plane, I, a plane, train, and several cars. Like, it's got to be within the last 40, 50 years. It's probably before the era of the seatbelt, I'm guessing. So, this dude's even luckier in that regard. Could be, yeah. I mean, I could probably look him up. Should see. Because that stuff is dangerous. Uh, he was born in 1929. Oh, definitely. So, you know, he was driving before the yeah. era of the seatbelt. So, yeah, he would have been, dri- been driving in the 40s. When people got shit-faced and drove around. And... Oh, no, it says his brushes with death started in January 1962. Riding a train through a cold, rainy canyon, the train flipped off the tracks and crashed into a river. Someone pulled him to safety. 17 other passengers drowned. Broken arm and hypothermia. Next year, during his first and only plane ride, he was blown out of a malfunctioning plane door and landed in a haystack. Uh, three years after that, in 1966, a bus that he was riding skidded off the road and into a river, drowning four passengers. Selig swam to shore with a few cuts and bruises. 1970, his car caught fire as he was driving and he managed to escape before the fuel tank blew up. I'm just reading Wikipedia on him right now. Uh, three years after that, in another driving incident, the engine of his car was doused with hot oil from a malfunctioning fuel pump, causing flames to shoot through the air vent. Oh my god. His hair was completely singed, but he was otherwise unharmed. And then in 1995, he was struck by a bus in Zagreb, but sustained only minor injuries. Uh, 1996, he eluded a head-on collision with a UN truck on a mountain curve by swerving into a guardrail, which gave way under the force of his car. He was ejected from the car when he... Damn, I thought these were like, all right, he got in a fender bender four times. No, he fucking... Yeah, almost died in car there. crashes for it's not like he just was in car crashes he almost died in all these car crashes he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. managed uh managed to hold on to a tree and watch his car plummet 90 meters into a gorge uh still alive to this day damn what is that like 270 feet or something 300 feet it says yeah uh in 2003 two days after his 73rd birthday he won 800,000 euros about 1.1 million dollars in the lottery uh, at the time of his win, he was also married for the fifth time. Well, he purchased two houses and a boat with his winnings. In 2010, he decided to give most of the remaining money away to relatives and friends after deciding to live a frugal lifestyle. Man, you know that dude by the end of it was just like, just fucking kill me! <laughs> Turns out he's trying to commit suicide all these times and he's just the worst at it. He's like, what the fuck? And now they're paying me? God damn it. <laughs> He caused all of these accidents. He he was not. They weren't circum. They weren't just circumstantial. I'm stuck. Don't give me money. I'm trying to <laughs> die. 
Yeah. Fuck yeah, that's that. great. What a what an unlucky slash really lucky bastard. I would not go through all of that shit. Fuck that no. man. He's you know he's seen like forty dead bodies. That's, that's what I mean. Like, if they were just fender benders, all right. But these are like brutal car crashes. These yeah, are. this is fuck that, dude. Fuck that. Okay. Yeah, the uh, the original article I read did not do this dude enough justice. I'm what glad I looked up that Wikipedia article. I'm glad you did it too. That dude is a badass motherfucker. Uh, so to kind of wrap things up, do you know anyone in your life or throughout your life that you feel is afflicted with bad luck? I I do I, I wanted to say myself. You already said that, Nick. I know. So take that as like bad luck person A. Another okay. one I have is uh bad luck person B. It's this guy I I knew growing up. I went to middle school and high school with him. Shout and out Fred. He uh would have been crazy if his name was Fred though, right? That would have been crazy. I'm like, what the fuck is Fred? Who's Fred? <laughs> but his dad owned a company that was very – it's like the main electric company in our city. Mm-hmm. So, I mean his family is gajillionaires, live in the biggest house in, in the city and all that. Um, but anyway, his, <clears throat> his bad luck kind of started where he got in a bad accident and it broke like his arm – it broke basically the right side of his body and he was never the same after that so i mean he was really really athletic like he was an all-star soccer player and he could never play soccer again and it just that kind of took away his scholarship opportunity like like potential to go pro good um and then his dad died so he he was super tight with his dad his dad died from like a brain tumor that just came out of nowhere and was dead in like one of those two month situations Mm-hmm. And so he inherited a shit ton of money, but was still too young. So mom managed the the estate. Mom was a bit of a trophy wife. Um, yeah, all that money disappeared. <laughs> disappeared really fast. So I I'd like to think this dude is pretty fucking unlucky. When he was, in my opinion, man, from the outside looking in, this dude was set and. Now he is not. He's yeah. pretty much. Last I heard, he's he's pretty much developed like a a bad uh bad addiction to drugs and stuff like that. Because growing up, I'd never known him to do drugs, like not even smoke weed. And yeah, and to last I heard, he was borderline living under a bridge. It's like, man, that's fucking unlucky as shit. I will give you that, and I cannot beat that by any means. Uh, but my wife claims that she is very unlucky and I, I can attest to it a little bit, but not really. I don't let her really say that about herself anymore because it's, it's kind of superficial bad luck. Not like what you're talking about. This guy, like she has terrible luck going to nice dinners for her birthday. Like there were like three years in a row where just bad things completely out of their control happened when she's trying to go to dinner for her birthday. Like they would make reservations. And then still ended up waiting two hours for a table anyways. Uh, they went to dinner a different year. And there was a guy who appeared to be on drugs. Just passed out in his food next to them the whole time they were eating. <laughs> this is like, it's like a uh, like a Japanese steakhouse hibachi restaurant. So, you know, like he's right fucking there at their table. He um, fucking falls over and face just slams on the grill. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, her food constantly gets messed up. Uh, whether she's going to a nice dinner or not. Uh, there's a lot more stuff that I don't really remember off the top of my head of like this stretch of just really shitty birthday dinner outings with her. Like it was before I met her 
and it was there was like one of them when I met her, and that was the reservation that we ended up waiting for two hours. But the other four or five things happened in the years before that. Um, with the food being messed up, like I got to put some of that blame on her though, because she has never once in the ten years I have known her ordered something the way it shows up on a menu. Oh no, she's not. She's not like too bad about it. She's just like, okay, I want this salad. It has tomatoes on it. I don't want tomatoes on it most of the time. Sometimes she like creates a whole new fucking meal out of it. But my my whole thing is like when you make so many substitutions, they're going to make mistakes because like they have yeah, a menu for up. a reason. So people fuck up. Yeah, and and basically anytime she's kind of like looking forward to a meal, something goes bad with it. Just a couple weeks ago, it happened to be one of the colder days in South Florida that don't happen very often. And she wanted some like warm comfort food kind of thing. She's like chili or like beef stew, something like that. So I go into Publix and I'm getting uh, like the fried chicken or whatever. And I'm like, oh, they've got this uh, beef and veggie stew here. And she's like, oh, yeah, get me some of that. Because I was going in to see if they had chili and they, they, they just ran out of the chili. They were putting out the beef stew, though. And I'm like, do you want this? She's like, oh, yeah, great. So I scoop it all up. She's really excited to eat it. We get home and I didn't scoop any beef into it. So it's just like veggie stew. Damn, that sucks. So yeah, like any that happens anytime she's like really looking forward to something. Just something like really stupid and offhanded happens that you couldn't control or even think is going to happen. Anytime she's looking forward to a meal. That yeah, that is a shitty form of of bad luck, I can tell you that much. And then then the other side of it is she's also just terrible with technology. Now, she's not terrible with technology. She has very bad luck with technology because she's not stupid with it by any means. She knows how everything works. She knows how to use her phone. She knows how to use, like, she doesn't have a problem. It just all seems to just not work correctly when she gets in the vicinity of it. No matter what she does, she just, like, walks in a room and everything stops working the way it's supposed to. I'm constantly, like, just going around and doing things the exact way, same way she just did them, and they work for me and not for her. Like, it's remote this oh it's, it's terrible tvs remotes uh like the mouse on her computer her computer overall phones clocks the wi-fi it doesn't matter what it is if it has a plug or batteries she just kills it and then i'm like you just got to push this button she's like i'm pushing this button then i walk in and i push the button and it works just fine but she's like no 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 i was doing that i swear and like it's super frustrating for me because i know she's not stupid and that she can figure these things out and, like, the day before, I was doing the exact same thing, and it was working. But now, all of a sudden, it doesn't work. And I'm just like, no, you're you're just not doing something right. And she's like, no, I am doing it right. It doesn't work. So every time with technology, like, it doesn't matter. She just, like, I, I don't know. She's got super, uh, like, static electricity coming off her or yeah, something that so just malfunctions things. I don't know. Electromagnetic field is. That's That was what I was looking for. Yeah. Her chakra. She, yeah, her chakras are all off. We need to get her some feng shui in our house. That sucks, dude. My, and that sucks as a as a man. I can speak to this as well, because that happens with my wife too at times. Not nearly as bad as that, but then she's just like, oh. I, I mean, it happens to her at work. It happens everywhere. Like it's just the simplest thing, but it ruins it. Like her mouse won't click, even though it's turned on. The battery's brand new. Everything's working, but her mouse won't click for whatever reason. She, she has to call the IT department. The IT department's like, what the hell are you doing? She's like, nothing. Doesn't work. She calls me, and I'm like, what are you doing? Nothing. It just doesn't work. I'm like, there's no way. It just doesn't work. Things work. Things are made to work. No, it doesn't work. It's crazy. Oh, my God, why? 
So, yeah, my wife thinks she has terrible luck. I have to agree with her to some extent. Uh, But at the same time, she makes some of her own bad luck with constantly changing menu items and things like that. Um, But, yeah, that's it's rough sometimes. I dig. (laughs) Yeah, I can go with that. Oh, wait, she's texting me. She must be able to hear me. My cab salad that was delivered with no toppings, chicken or shrimp, just like... Oh, yeah, she we ordered a to-go meal one time of a salad that was supposed to have... She actually ordered this off the menu. It was supposed to have chicken on it. It just came with no meat. So it was just <laughs> fucking lettuce. She's like, hey, I remember this time right here. <laughs> she can obviously hear me right now, and she's that not sucks. happy with how I'm portraying her. Oh, I'm not judging. Dude, that sucks, man. There's nothing wrong with ordering what you want to eat. You're paying for it. If they have the capacity to make it for you, might as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's it's but always rough trying to get food. With her. You don't even get shrimp or steak instead. You get nothing. Yeah, it it, it like because that's what she said. It would she ordered like uh because you can do it chicken or shrimp. She ordered it with shrimp, and we went and picked it up, and we got all the way home. The restaurant's like fifteen twenty minutes away, so there's like no going back and getting them to correct it. And we get back, and she opens it, and she's like, "There's no fucking meat on here." That's when I would just start smashing the salad into a fucking paste and drive back there and throw it all over everybody. And then she – so we, we call the restaurant. Like, we just got the salad. Like, we can't come back and get it fixed. And the lady's like, oh, yeah, we'll take care of you the next time we're in here. Like, she refunded the card, which was great. But then she's like, and the next time we're in here, just, you know, tell them that Kathy will hook you up. And it's it's like this – it's not a huge chain, but it's a chain to where that, like, there's probably ten different managers. And like, just be like, oh yeah, tell them next time you're in here that that Kathy's got you or something like that. And like, we're like, we're not gonna go there and be like this random ass person six months because we don't go there that often. Six months ago was like, oh yeah, she owes us a free meal. <laughs> yeah, don't be those people and just order a bunch of shit. Like, yeah. oh yeah, Kathy's got it. Peace. Yeah. Uh, who's Kathy? We don't we don't have a Kathy that works here. Catherine. Uh, but yeah, she's like, oh no no, I got you. Let let them know next time you're in here. What the fuck does that mean? Oh, send us a gift card. Yeah, that'll work. You have you have email. Send an email gift card. That's fine. Send an email gift card. That's I mean, we're we're trying to come up with solutions. Modern problems require modern solutions. That's right, Dave Chappelle. I was gonna say Dave Chappelle for press. All right. Do we have any other unluck to talk about? I don't think so. I, I think care. I'm unlucky to out. Yeah. I hope we severely bummed everyone out. If you have bad luck or good luck, let us know on Twitter at APA something at alone underscore podcast. We would love to hear about your look, your luck. Um, but yeah, we're uh, sorry. We didn't do a Twitter poll this week. We'll get back to it next week. Um, check us out over on Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast about something. And uh, always check our merch store tpublic.com slash APA something and all the music. For a podcast about something is provided by those cats. You gotta stay sassy. Stay sassy.